Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode number 99 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I'm going back in the archives and I'm pulling out an old episode. So this one is episode number 35 of the podcast and it's, oh, it's over a year ago now that it came out. But it was a really good one and it was one that actually had a lot of people talking at the time and I think you'll get a lot of value out of it again. So that's why I'm playing it again for you. And the topic is how to get more sales on Instagram with a small following. Most of what is said in this episode is still incredibly valid today. Um, There are a couple of things which are slightly out of date. Like I talk about the fact you can only have one link in your bio. You can now have, I think it's five. Um, And my following is a little bit higher, but not an awful lot. And yes, I am still getting sales. So enjoy. Hi, welcome to episode number 35 of the Website Coach podcast. And this week, I'm excited to talk to you about something that's not website related, but I'm going to talk to you about how to get sales through Instagram with a small following. Because Instagram is my social media platform of choice. It hasn't always been. I was a Facebook girl for a long time. I even dabbled with LinkedIn when I thought Facebook was being mean. And by being mean, I mean my posts weren't doing so well. But I struggled to make LinkedIn work. And eventually, I gave in and decided to give Instagram a go. And you know what? I love it. It seems a kind place. I seem to have found like-minded people. And most importantly, I'm getting sales from it. Even though I have a relatively small following. So as I record this, it's about 1,200 people. Some of those sales are from people who have followed me for months or years and can't remember how they originally found me. Others have searched for something website-related, found me, and become clients straight away. And just as importantly as people who have actually become clients through Instagram, there are some people who, when I've asked them, will say they found me through a networking event or via a friend, and they tell me that they love my Instagram. So Instagram has played a role in persuading them to work with me too. Now, I would never suggest you rely solely on any social media platform to build a business. Although, if you're just starting out, a social media platform on its own is a very sensible place to start. But we've all heard the stories. Social media accounts get hacked and indeed people get removed from them. And there never seems to be a human to sort it out for you. Frustrating doesn't even begin to describe how you might feel if that happens to you. But social media should form a part of your marketing strategy. You don't own social media, and it tends to be a messy place, which doesn't logically lead any potential clients through what they need to know to become clients. A website is much better for that. And the two together far more powerful than either on their own. So given I've been making sales through Instagram with a small following and without spending hours and hours on the platform, what's the secret? Well, 
tip number one is about your Instagram bio. And the first step is to set up your Instagram bio to show exactly what you do. This is important because you want to come up when people search for what you do. Now, I really dislike the label, but I use website designer in my bio because even though I think I do much more than just designing websites, it's what people search for when they're looking for somebody like me. So my advice is to ditch the clever explanations and call yourself what a potential client would call you, at least in that first line of your Instagram bio. Now, you've got 150 characters that you can use in your bio. And this gives you the chance to explain exactly what you do, who you work with, and how you can help them. And you can even talk about what your Instagram is about. We're all looking for people who can help us. When someone sees your profile, you want them to hit that follow button if they're the kind of person who you want to work with. So make sure your Instagram bio is compelling to that kind of person. And please note, only the first four lines of your bio are shown on a mobile. So make sure it's really clear in those first four lines. Now, annoyingly, you can only have a single link in your bio. So to your website or whatever. You can get around this by having a link that links to something which has got more links on. Are you following me? Um, Linktree is very popular for this. But personally, I prefer a page on your website, which acts in a very similar way to Linktree and is solely for redirecting from Instagram. It includes buttons with the other links on it. And the reason I prefer using a website page rather than Linktree is it gives you greater control over the styling of the page. So it looks like yours. And occasionally there are glitches with Linktree, so you overcome those as well. And it also allows you to see where people are clicking through if you use some kind of tracking analytics. But to be honest, I generally just have a single link to the thing I'm looking to promote most at the time which is currently my podcast and has been for some time. So number two, I want to talk about posting to your grid. Posting to your grid has two impacts. It shows up when someone lands on your profile and individual posts show in the feed of people who follow you. And sometimes they're shown more widely. So while individual posts matter, a group of posts matter too. And looking at your last, say, nine or 12 posts should show what your business is about. I post a mix of content. Some of it's about what I do. This shows my authority. Some showcases my work. Some is for connecting with my audience. And the idea is that somebody who sees my grid will understand what I do and what I'm about. And also whether it's the kind of account they just want to follow. I'm not too serious on it. One question I often get asked is, does your grid need to be aesthetically pleasing? Now, take a look at mine and see what you think. I think it sort of is. <laughs> I alternate between something with an image or dark background and words on a white background. But I have simplified it hugely because I originally had something much more complicated than that. And I was finding that needing to post a particular sort of graphic was hindering my posting because I wouldn't always have that kind of graphic available. And I would definitely argue that posting consistently is more important than what your grid looks like. In saying that, if you can make it look relatively pulled together, then that will definitely help you gain followers. 
Nobody wants to follow something that looks like a jumble sale. Individual posts come up in a feed and therefore need to be scroll stopping. Videos, portrait images, good photos and short pointed graphics which resonate with your target audience are all good individual posts. Some of my most popular posts, at least in terms of reach and engagement, have been about life. My target audience is women who have got other caring responsibilities. So posts like when all else fails, take a nap. And a banana is 105 calories, a glass of Prosecco is 80 calories, choose wisely. Are two that have done particularly well in the past year. They're nothing to do with website, but they resonate with my target audience. They show my human side and they show that I understand what it's like running a business with other responsibilities. To be honest, website designers are not always known for their relatability, so I think it makes me stand out against my competition. As well as posting good content, you do need to post consistently. I tend to post about four times a week. Sometimes it's more, sometimes less. But there's nothing worse than looking at someone's bio, seeing the last time they posted was three months ago. And if you want to hear more about how I actually put together my social media content, there's a podcast episode on that. So please go and find that. So tip number three is about getting new followers. Reels, hashtags and collaborations are great ways of reaching people who don't already follow you. Personally, I have found that I don't get many new followers through any of those. Although I would add, I've not done as many collaborations as perhaps I should have. But it doesn't mean to say they're not worth doing, because Reels in particular have been incredibly powerful with my existing audience. They're more memorable. If you've seen them, you'll probably see they're quite quirky. And they show my personality. Now, I can't say I have cracked the code of getting loads of followers. But what I do have is a very good group of followers. They are my ideal clients. And they're very engaged. And quality is far more important than quantity because it leads to sales. There are many Instagrammers who have tens of thousands of followers, but no or very few sales. I'm not in this to be Insta-famous, although I do sometimes get recognised in my local high street, much to the embarrassment of my teenagers. Marketing on Instagram is a part of running my business. It's not my business. Tip number four, reaching existing followers. You don't need me to tell you that getting your posts seen by existing followers is hugely important. There's no point posting unless your posts are regularly seen by enough people to make it worthwhile. Now, a few will always bomb. That's Instagram. So what makes a difference to getting your posts seen? The quality of the posts. Yes, the better your posts are, the more people will spend time looking at them, reading the caption and being inclined to like and or comment. And this tells Instagram it's a good post for your target audience, that they like it. And Instagram wants to encourage people to stay on the app, so it will show it to more people who follow you and potentially others too. The time and the day you post is important. Getting likes and comments early after you post matters because Instagram will then decide whether to show that post to more people. So post at a time or day when your followers are on Instagram 
so they can see it early. Ideally, you want to post when they're on Instagram, but nobody else they follow is posting. But hey, (laughs) that's a bit more complicated and we don't always know when that is. You can definitely see, though, when your followers are active on Instagram in your insights. So go and do that. And you should have a business or a creator profile in order to be able to see that. So if you've got a personal profile on Instagram, I would highly recommend changing it to business or creator so that you do get those kind of insights. And not just insights in terms of when people are active on Instagram, but you can see the reach and the engagement on all of your posts. Now, personally, I found trial and error just as helpful for deciding when's a good time to post. I don't actually post when, or don't usually post when my um, audience is actually on Instagram the most. Um, I tend to post a little bit later and it gets picked up the following day as well. Inviting engagement is also important for reaching existing followers. The more people who like or comment on your posts, the more Instagram will show your post to others. How do you do this? Well, use a call to action to invite people to engage. So it might be things like double tap if you agree, or has this happened to you, or let me know your plans. Those kind of things. They all encourage people to like or comment. You should respond to comments. It's obviously courtesy to respond to anyone who comments on your post. You want to get into a conversation. You want them to feel like you know them, which ultimately helps with sales. But it also shows Instagram that this post is loved. What about engaging on other posts? Well, there is some evidence that commenting on other people's posts before and after posting your own increases the reach of your own post. Now, I try and do this, but you know what? It's not always practical to do so. And the final thing which I think influences the reach is Instagram's mood. There are some posts you think are okay and yet they have a great reach and others you think are amazing and they'll bomb. Sometimes the Instagram algorithm does funny things and that's just Instagram. Basically, I suggest trying different kinds of posts at different times of the day. See which land best with your target audience because all our audiences are different. Tip number five is about engaging. Engaging on your own posts, posts of other people you follow, and indeed posts of people you don't follow will help build relationships on Instagram. And ultimately, it's the success of this relationship building which will lead to sales. So, as I've already said, always respond to comments on your own posts, and ideally in a timely manner, so don't reply three weeks later. Try and do it certainly within the next couple of days. And ideally you should respond with a question or a comment that draws them into conversation. In terms of people that you follow, I don't automatically follow back people who follow me. I used to, but I found that my feed was clogged up with all sorts of things which I just wasn't interested in. And I was missing things that I really was interested in. So I had a cull in terms of the accounts that I follow. What I do do from time to time is I go through recent posts and stories of people who follow me and engage with them. It doesn't matter whether I follow them or not. I also engage with accounts who have a similar audience to mine and some of their followers who are my target audience. This really helps in terms of actually expanding your reach and it's probably how I've managed to get more followers. 
rather than actually posting things like reels. Tip number six is stories. Stories are hugely popular with your followers. And stories really are the kind of informal side of Instagram. They're designed to show behind the scenes and build a relationship because people buy from people. Posting regularly to your stories, and you can always post anything that's on your grid to your story, so that's a start. Posting regularly to your stories is a great way of building a relationship. I use a combination of video, always with captions so they can be viewed without sound, photos, and I also post content from other people that I follow, or maybe don't even follow, that I think will resonate with my audience. And if any of my clients are promoting an offer, I'll often share it with my audience this way. So I post about things which are to do with my life more generally. I rarely post anything about my family, but I do post a lot about my dog on stories. So you'll often see me walking my dog in first thing in the morning, in Knoll Park, and often the deer that are around too. Using stickers, asking questions, polls, etc. all help get your stories seen more widely. Most people like these. It adds personality. Number seven is Reels. Instagram has been promoting Reels over other forms of content. And the reason that they do this is because people like them. I don't know about you, but I can easily waste half an hour scrolling through Reels. They're addictive and they keep people on the app. And obviously that's why Instagram likes them and promotes them even more. I regularly post Reels. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm at KT, you will see that. And as mentioned, I don't find I get many new followers from Reels. And indeed, if I do get new followers, they're rarely my target audience. It might be somebody like Dave, who has in his Instagram bio the fact he is single and will slide into my DMs the following day with something like Hello Beautiful. Yes, he gets deleted and blocked. But they are a fantastic way to build up the relationship with your existing audience, or at least that's what I found. I try to post reels which are educational, show what I do, and fun. Not all reels tick all three boxes. And at the moment, I tend to post the following kind of reels. So, points spoken to camera. This might be three reasons I don't like carousels on websites. The photos you need on your website. How to make your website look more professional, etc. And indeed, these are all examples that you can find on my Instagram account beyond the KT. You will probably have noticed that these are all about my profession and things that I do and they're designed obviously to help my target audience when they're thinking about websites. The second kind of reel that I post is website clinics and in these I pretend to be a client with a problem so somebody like Fabulous Fizz or Keep Fit Kirsty are two at the moment and then I answer their question as a different character nerdy Nora, who is very into her websites. And this may not suit you, but I find playing characters fun and it's definitely memorable. The third kind of reel that I post is showcasing websites that I've built. So I'll screenshot pages, add some text commentary and appropriate music, and usually end with a client testimonial. These don't tend to get as much reach as the other two forms of reels but they're vitally important as a sales tool. Now, the one kind of reel which I have never done, actually, is I don't do any dancing and I don't do any pointing reels, and I don't intend to either. 
Another kind of reel which is very popular and I haven't done yet, but you never know, I might do, you can keep an eye out on my Instagram, is lip syncing to something that's quite funny um, and you can relate it to your, your own audience. So it's worth going through and saving things that you think might be um, appropriate that you can repurpose uh, to suit your own audience and what you do. Tip number eight is lives. I very rarely do lives on Instagram. It's just not something I've got into. I've done a couple on other people's Instagram accounts, and that's a great way of getting in front of their audience and showing your authority. Should I do them? Would I recommend that you do? Yep, absolutely. They are supposed to be helpful. But as I've mentioned before, I am running a business, not an Instagram account, and sometimes something just has to give. And in my case, it's lives. Tip number nine is sales. So the points I've talked about today have shown how I use Instagram to reach and build a relationship with my target audience. And it's not just my target audience. There are a few others that aren't ever going to be clients. But that's fine too. And sometimes just doing that is enough so that somebody will choose to work with me when they're ready. And I've definitely had that recently with a couple of people who've reached out to me who followed me for ages. And I might recognise their name because I've seen that they've viewed my stories, for example, or they've liked posts or they might have commented. But I don't actually know them. I've never met them in real life. But I also regularly remind my audience about what I do. And if I say so myself, the fact I'm pretty good at what I do. So how do I do that? Well, I do sales posts from time to time. I remind people how they can work with me. Sometimes it might be even more direct and promote a particular service that I'm pushing at the time. I also regularly showcase my client work. People can see the results of what I do. It speaks for itself. So I'll share testimonials on both my grid and stories. And I'll also show before and after. And sometimes I might share on my stories I'm meeting with a client to show them how to edit their website. Because it reminds my audience that I don't just build a website and run. I really take care of my clients afterwards as well. One thing I don't do is I never ever slide into people's DMs cold. I might occasionally comment on something that they've posted via DM or respond to a DM from them. And occasionally I might message if I'm doing a masterclass or something that I think they would be really interested in, just in case they've not seen it. But basically, I don't start a sales conversation via DM. Some people do and are successful at it, but it doesn't sit right with me, at least for the moment. So to wrap up, Instagram's a key piece of marketing for me. It helps me attract a new audience and it builds a deeper relationship with an existing one and sells my services. And it works. I get sales from Instagram, even though I have a small following. It works very well alongside my website, which is set out in a way to give the information people need in a more logical way. So how have I done that? Well, I've set up my Instagram bio so it's clear what I do. I post a variety of posts to my grid, show what I do and resonate with my target audience. And I post images, quotes and reels. Reels get the best reach but I actually work better at deepening the relationship with my existing audience. And of all of the kind of posts I do, reels are definitely the best. But reels take much longer to do than images and quotes. And so 
I don't have lots of hours in the day. I can't post four reels a day. So I have to use my time wisely. So I will post one or two reels a week. I make sure I engage with anyone who comments on my posts, followers, and indeed other people too. Engagement is a really powerful tool for building those relationships. My Instagram stories show a bit more of me, and particularly my dog Barney, and behind the scenes, so I often show things that I'm doing. I try and ask questions and make my stories worth watching. And I make sure to sell from time to time, both via direct sales posts and also showcasing the websites that I build. Most importantly though, and the thing that I would recommend above anything else, to try to have fun with Instagram. It's a great way to build a loyal following. And it can work too. I do get sales via Instagram. And I'd love to know of all of these tips that I've given you, which one you think you're not doing as well as you could do, and then maybe you're going to give a try. So please check out my Instagram, at beyondthekt. And that's it for this week. I will see you all next week. If there's anybody you think could do with some help with Instagram, please share this episode with them. You can do so usually by clicking on the three dots at the top of the episode, and that will give you the link. Have a great week, everybody, and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.